Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for over six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is season two, episode 10, What is an FBO? Before we get to all of that, I just want to say thank you so much for the ratings uh, on Apple Podcast in particular and the reviews. You guys are awesome. Uh, I appreciate all the five stars. I just want to say that if you don't like the podcast, then instead of putting reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, negative reviews, would you please just privately DM me or email me and tell me constructively how I can improve? I would be much happier with that because once you put a negative review on, it can never come off and it hurts my ratings and it hurts in the rankings. So then people can't find this podcast as well as they could with all the positive ratings and reviews. But thank you so much for those of you who have added the five stars, added the reviews. I so appreciate the digital currency, the digital love, much gratitude. So I hope you all ended up listening to my interview on the Hollywood Raw podcast. That's episode 121 of that podcast. That was what my last episode was about. And please make sure if you really like the episode to give them five stars wherever you listen. And you can also watch it on YouTube. I meant to say that last time. You can see what I look like and watch it on YouTube. I kind of like it on YouTube because it's kind of fun to see see them. I guess it'd be fun to see me. I don't know. To the new listeners who have come to this podcast, welcome because I know you've come over from Hollywood Raw and... I appreciate having you and I appreciate that last week you made this the number two podcast in the U.S. in the Apple podcast charts in the aviation category and overall in the big leisure category. This podcast was number 82. So I appreciate it so much. I really do. This is a big deal for me and thank you. So let's talk about what is an FBO. I'm going to make this very simple. An FBO is a private jet terminal. Do all airports have them? It depends on the airport, but that's what you see on the Kardashians when they're walking into the lounge and they're sitting in a lounge. That is called the FBO. It stands for fixed based operator. They're owned privately by companies, and that's where flight attendants and pilots get all their services. That's where the catering comes to. That's where you get your ice. That's where you get your coffee. That's where the passengers come and go into the lounge and they sit, and that's where the planes are in the hangars there or they're outside on the tarmac. So that is the FBO and it's a nice little terminal where you have, you know, what you see on TV, the fancy FBOs and it's very nice, it's clean, it's away from the general public. And I wanted to talk to you today, specifically being corporate flight attendants, how do you, I want to say, I think you guys know how to behave as human beings, but how do you act as a flight attendant in the FBO? If you've never been, it's your first time, what do you do? The first thing I want to talk about in regard to FBO etiquette 
is when you drive in. When you drive into the FPO, you do not want to drive up front and start unloading your things. Even if you have a lot of things, I wouldn't do that because that front entrance is reserved for the passengers. So you don't want to have Mick Jagger (laughs) have to go behind you. Do you see what I'm saying? So make sure when you pull up to the FBO, it's usually a circular driveway. Just pull off to the side and pull off to several cars behind the front door. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go into the FBO and they have carts and you're going to grab a cart And that's how you're going to unload everything. Back in the day when I started in the industry, there were people to help you with the cart and unload. And nowadays it really doesn't happen because there's so, there's such a shortage and they're usually so understaffed and it's so busy that you're going to have to do it yourself. So when I had to do an account where I'm unloading five pizzas, guess what? I had to do it myself and you're going to have to be a tough one and do it yourself. If you're not into that, you can tip them. And I just, I'm like, it's a good workout. I can just physically do it myself. I don't need to do that. I saved money that way. But if you're someone who likes that done for you, make sure you tip them well and you tip them every time and they will help you. I'm talking about the workers at the FBO who are going to help you out. So then when you get into the FBO, you know, you make sure that you have everything on the cart, you've put it in the FBO, and then you're going to park your car in the correct parking lot. A lot of times the parking lot thing, especially at Teterboro, can be confusing and you don't know where to park your car. Ask just and have them explain it to you at the front desk exactly because you don't want to come back from a a week trip and your car is not there. It's been towed. So definitely ask about the parking lot and, and ask them to describe it to you in detail if it's confusing. Because in Teterboro, for example, depending on the FBO, it's a strange place to park. I know, for example, at Jet Aviation, the parking lot is usually full. It's really tough to get a spot and you a lot of times have to park all the way down by the gate and it looks like it isn't even part of the FBO. So you just have to make sure of where is okay to park. Remember when you go through the gate, I mean, you should all know this, but you'll have tags that identify you. If you're new CFA going through the gate, you're going to have to show them your driver's license. They're going to have to write down all the information. So that's normal. Then once you get into the FBO, the first thing you want to do is ask about catering. That is the number one thing because God forbid your catering hasn't made it there. You need to have two hours because you've gotten there two hours early, right? So you need to make sure you have those two hours to fix any mistakes, especially if it's a large catering order. First thing you do, go up to the front desk, say who you are, uh, say the tail number and ask if you can see the catering. And then they're going to take you into the back where the kitchen and the refrigerators are. And again, most likely you're going to be having to physically do all this by yourself. You're going to have to lift the big catering boxes. They're very heavy. You're going to have to put them on the big stainless steel table and you will have to take out your list. What I do is 
I take out the list on my phone, the original list that I emailed them and I check that way. I don't trust the list in the box because anyone could have fucked up the list in the box. So I check on my phone. I make sure absolutely every last thing is there. Then what I do is I grab the newspapers that I want and I put those newspapers in the boxes. I tuck them in the boxes. So that way, the FBO, if they run out of newspapers, you're not screwed, which happens, by the way, especially if you're doing an afternoon flight, everyone's taking the newspapers. So just be aware, if you have an account where they're particular about the newspapers, which many of them are, just buy them on your own and expense it. It's much better than going to the FBO and there's no newspapers. So I always do that. I always tuck the newspapers in the boxes. That's a really good tip. If you're good on the catering, great. If you're not, make sure you call the catering company immediately and get them to fix the problem immediately. I mean, ASAP. If you look in my store on my website, I offer the list bundle, the corporate flight attendant list bundle, and for only, you know, minimal amount of money, $10 to ensure that you don't make mistakes. I have, you know, how you write out a catering order, exactly what you do, exactly what you say. So you're not clueless. So definitely if you're a new CFA, take a look at that because that will save you so much hassle. If I had known about that type of list, if I had known about those type of organized lists when I started, it would have been a godsend. So I definitely created that for you guys. So anyway, probably by that time, the pilots are coming in to the FBO. And if you don't know them, you introduce yourself, you tell the front desk that I want two bags of ice, whatever it is, or three bags of ice, depending on the passengers. And you make sure you have uh, two pots of coffee or whatever you need, however many pots of coffee, a decaf, a regular, you know, sometimes accounts, they don't like the FBO coffee. So they want you to make it on the plane. So it just, it absolutely depends what the account needs. But now you have your newspapers, you have your catering, you have your ice, you have your coffee. And with the ice, ask the front desk, if you don't know, you've never been to that FBO, how large the bags of ice are. Because you may say, oh, I only need two, but they're really small bags of ice. So you want to, they'll usually do it by their hands. They'll measure it and show you. In Europe, actually abroad, I would say, they do it by kilos. So make sure you know what, let's say, a kilo of ice or two kilos of ice looks like that's a really good tip. So you go out to the plane and, you know, you get everything ready, which that's something that's a whole separate episode. But in the FBO, you have to remember to always be courteous. You never know who's going to be there. Um, (laughs) I'll tell this story. I walked into an FBO once and Sean Penn, the actor, was just I don't know how to say this, but I I didn't know who he was. He's this odd looking guy. He had on a massive spray tan and he was just walking around the FBO with some random award he just won in his hand. It was (laughs) so strange. But anyway, the whole point is you never know who's going to be in there. You'd be surprised by the celebrities, by the people you see in an FBO. So make sure you're always dressed well. Make sure that 
you look presentable, smiles, nice to everyone. Make sure you are nice to all the grounds people, the people at the front desk, because you will see them again and again, and you don't want to be known as an asshole. So, you know, you make sure you're just always nice to everyone and that will get you everything you need and it will get you so far. And you also don't want to embarrass the pilots, you know, because they have a relationship with these people at the FBO. Also at the FBO, you have not always, but I would say 90% of the time, you have the crew lounge, which means that's just for pilots and flight attendants. And they have these big barca loungers and you can watch TV. I remember I said in one episode that just so you guys know, Fox News is always on the TV. So be mentally prepared for that if you're not into it. Pilots like their Fox News. I'm just going to be honest with you. So I would not turn that off. Uh, I once was watching, okay, so random, but I once turned on something stupid like Wendy Williams and a pilot walked in, walked right up to the television, stared at it, shook his head and then left. And I was going to tell him, dude, take the control, watch whatever you want. I could care less. Uh, but anyway, so don't disturb their news. But <laughs> sometimes they have showers. I've rarely seen that. But a lot of times they have sleep rooms. And make sure that you reserve them for the pilots because the pilots are the ones who really need them. I've gone in a sleep room once because I was that exhausted and there was no one in the FBO. It was the middle of the night. There was no one. And I went into a sleep room. But other than that, I reserve or I keep them for the pilots. I I won't go in one because I think that's kind of rude and disrespectful. When you have your luggage, you know, make sure you put it in a out of the way place. I always put it in an out of the way place. I don't want a celebrity or a passenger, whatever, seeing my cart of crap that I have to put on the plane and my luggage. So I always make sure to bring it to the back of the FBO or, you know, wherever. Sometimes they let you keep the carts in kind of along the kitchen so no one sees them. However, it works for you, but you definitely don't want to be plopping your luggage and your, you know, your luggage in in your cart in front of the front desk. No one wants that and they will tell you to move it. So that's about it in regard to the FBO. I think you'll like it if you've never been in one. They're really nice. They're really comfortable. It's a nice way to travel. Uh, I don't have anything negative to say about the FBOs. I mean, they're everything's usually pretty good and the people are usually pretty nice and You just have to know that nowadays you're going to have to do almost everything yourself. That's the only tip I would leave you with is, is don't expect what you see on TV. What you see on TV is, you know, the corporate flight attendant. Sometimes I've seen it a couple times in scenes where they pull up and you're like the celebrity where someone greets you and takes your stuff. That's no, no, that is not reserved for you. That is reserved for the passengers. So just... Make sure you can physically handle it. It is a physically taxing job. Uh, I will say that. Lifting all those catering boxes, you will see exactly what I mean. All right, so let's move on to Kim Kardashian's new plane. She has a G650ER, which she debuted this week on her show, The Kardashians, The G650, I think you guys know Gulfstream 650 is a premier plane. They are coming out with the G700 or the G7. So that'll be coming out shortly. 
She got an ER, which is extended range, which means it can go farther. So she paid more for it. On the Hollywood Raw podcast, I said that a G650 costs between 60 to 80 million. She got the G650 ER and it was reported that she paid around 150 million US. I'm not sure that number is correct. It may be, but I, I don't I don't know about that because Elon Musk has a G650 ER, same thing, and he paid, I think he paid 60 million for it. It was in that range though, the 60 to 80 million. So who knows? If you saw the episode, you can see the corporate flight attendant. She was in the scene. I cannot say enough to look at how she was dressed. That's exactly how you guys should dress. She was in, I couldn't tell if it was navy or black, but a long dress. From what I could tell, she had on a cardigan or a sweater to cover up. She was in a mask. So that's exactly what your corporate flight attendant looks like. And, you know, she seemed positive and friendly and had a good personality. But if you can tell, she wasn't, that we saw, wasn't interacting with the passengers that much. So that's exactly what you need. Kim Kardashian had the plane manufactured to her specifications, which is why the price was probably up so much. If you look, it was a beautiful paint job. My guess is she flies out of Van Nuys Airport, which is the private airport in LA. I mean, people fly out of LAX too on the private side, but I have a feeling that was Van Nuys. The paint job was gorgeous. She did a good job on the outside. I was very impressed by that. On the inside, it was funny how she picked all the white <laughs> colors. So everything was white. The seats were white and everything was, I think the carpet was whitish beige and even the um, the side tables, everything was white or very light color. The bathrooms were light color. I don't know if you caught this. She said she put the bathroom up front as well. She added a bathroom up front, which was so smart of her because she has the king size bed in the back. She has a back cabin. If you saw in the episode, she had the twin size beds and she said these can be made out into a king size bed. The bathroom's behind it. So if some, well, most likely it'd be her, if she wanted to sleep back there, she would be blocking the bathroom. But now the passengers have a second option for the bathroom up front. So that was smart. She put in two bathrooms. I didn't see, I'm assuming she put in a crew rest where the flight attendant can sit. If she did, the crew rest is our best friend. That is a little, I call it penalty box that you sit in. It's your own seat. It's away from everyone. I love the crew rest. So I'm assuming she put one in. Everything on the plane is white, beige. Good luck with that. Good luck keeping it clean. She was smart when she said no shoes on the plane. That was, I was thinking, I was like, Kim, please, for the love of God, have the passengers take off their shoes before entering the plane. She did, so that made me happy. The other thing that I would absolutely recommend if I was her flight attendant, no red wine. I would be terrified to serve red wine on that plane. And honestly, I would even go as far as not having any soup because that is easy, easy spillage. So good luck cleaning that, Kim. Um, there is a cleaner on the plane. It's in a, I don't know what it's called. It's a white bottle with green lettering. It's on every private jet. It 
tons of chemicals I can't even imagine, but you usually clean glass with it. That is my secret for cleaning stains off the carpet is you put that on the carpet and it takes it up every time. Man, I feel bad for that flight attendant and those pilots who have to clean that plane. And she's someone that on the Kardashian, she's always flying with her entourage. So you're never going to have just her on the plane. It's always going to be, it looks like it's always going to be seven people to a full load to around 14 people. So good luck with that. Good luck with keeping that plane clean. But other than that, congratulations. I thought it was interesting how she had everything in cashmere. That was interesting. I mean, I thought it was a cool thing to do. I think it's going to be hard to maintain, but I think it's a very pretty, unique twist. I love when she walked on and said, I want my plane to feel like an extension of my home because that's exactly what it is. It is an extension of their homes. It is their house in the sky and you want to treat it with the reverence and respect it deserves. So the fact that she made it an extension of herself, I think that's really wonderful. And it just came to me that she has a bunch of kids, all those kids (laughs) on a white plane that is going to be, that's going to be an interesting one. I I even think about on the show how she uh, went to the Dominican Republic. And a lot of times you come back with a lot of sand. So even just the sand on the plane. Wow. So I can't stop thinking about the cleaning aspect. (laughs) I guess it's a white plane, but I think she did a great job. Congratulations to her for being a female billionaire that can afford a private jet. We need more of them. And that's just, you know, that's good news in the industry. So if you have anything you would like me to cover on this podcast, any topic, email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com and check out my flight attendant products and service in the show notes. The next episode will drop Friday, July 15th. Until then, happy flying.